The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPNS is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN. And then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Hi, yo, Generinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 248 is going to go out to Rich Hill, who is on my fantasy team, and he's an old guy like me, and he he pitched uh, six shutout innings yesterday for my fantasy team. So this goes out to you, Rich Hill. Uh, this is not a Rich Hill uh, podcast. I don't know if, if we could do 248 episodes in Rich Hill, but uh, this is an MMA podcast, and more specifically this week, this is the UFC podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. Chalks Fox. This episode is all about UFC Fight Night Dern versus Hill, the main card. Yesterday's was all about the prelims. So if you haven't heard that, get go back an episode and listen to that. Go back in the past and hear uh, how much we've aged since that last episode. Uh, let's bring in the brains of the operation and the beauty. It's the one and only Gumby Vreeland. I, I love Rich Hill. I think I could do a bunch of episodes on Rich Hill. Yeah. Well, you just told me off air that you dropped him off your team. So you don't love him that much. I didn't. Is it wrong for me to not believe that the pirates are for real? Is that wrong yeah. of me? And how old is Rich Hill also, by the way? Uh, he's definitely almost as old as me. I want to say he's a decade older than me at least, right? Yeah, maybe. You should, that's so why are you just playing in a uh, beer league when you could be in the MLB if you're he was born in 1980. So not oh, yeah, not a, a not a full decade, not a full decade. Not quite. But so he's not that old then. 1980 is yeah. young to me. And he's from Milton Mass. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew he was a masshole. I, I live by Milton, different Milton. Do but... you do you go by his full name, Richard Hill, or do you call him Dick Mountain? Oh, what a good name! That's his no, nickname, I, I, Dick Mountain. Yes, yeah, I don't call him either. So, oh, okay. I, I actually don't call him anything. I don't talk to him. I've never spoken with this man. Okay. Do you know? Do you know five different <laughs> times he signed a free agent contract with the Red Sox? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, this is a Rich Hill podcast. I, I Maybe told we you should I, call this up Dick Mountain. This one I know a Dick lot Mountain about again. Rich Rich Hill. I watched him play uh, collegiate ball uh, for the, the in the Cape Cod League when I was nothing but a youngin. When I was like a little leaguer. When you're just a little mass hole. Yeah. Cape Cod overrated. That, uh, that's, that's my. That's I mean, my it's view a. It. I, it's a beach. Like yeah. That's what it, I mean. Like it's a be- crowded area with like touristy shit in a beach. Like it's, yeah. that's what it, that's what all the, the beach places are like. <laughs> that's true. There you go. Generalizing. All right. Enough. See, I, I got him started on Rich Hill and look out. Um, we're going to talk about Duran versus Hill uh, this week. This was, was it last? Yeah. They were supposed to fight last week. Right. And they got, yeah, they got bumped ahead to headline this card, which it's, uh, I think they're, it's worthy of a headlining slot. So no, um, no dispute there. All right, we're going to start off with uh, this card, six fights. Uh, we're going to break down all the fights for you. And then at the end of the podcast, we are going to give you our locks, dogs, props, and a parlay. And Gumby's very good at props this year, right? Is that the one you're killing at? I think it is. In the last three weeks, for sure. Yes, props. He's he's up, he's up 30% money-wise on, on props. So listen carefully, people. Listen to the end. Hopefully that is that has hooked you. All right. Um, before I 
do an ad read. Let's let's jump into the first fight, shall we? It is lightweights. Carlos Diego Ferra. Sometimes I seem listed just as Diego Ferra versus Michael Johnson. 155 pounds. We'll tell you about Johnson first. The Menace. Dennis the Menace Johnson. We'll call him. Uh, it's really Michael, though. 21 and 18. Nine knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted nine times. 13 and 14 in the UFC. Uh, he's gone two and one over his last three, however. Win, loss, win. What's the pattern there? He's gone two and five over his last seven. Used to fight at featherweight or predominantly did fight at featherweight. Uh, did miss weight at that weight before. Uh, he went four and all in the ultimate fighter, but lost in the finals. Who'd you lose to, Dan? Is that Court McGee? Maybe. No, uh, no, it was. Oh, no, was. Jonathan Brookins. It was yes, Jonathan Brookins. Jonathan Brookins, it was. Uh, he's got also has multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt, sportsagamingpodcast.com slash store. 2008 was his pro MMA debut. He's got an inch of height on Frehera. He's a year younger. He's at plus 145. Frehera, CDF is 17 and 5. Three knockouts, seven submissions. He's been knocked out three times. Eight and five in the UFC. However, he's lost three straight fights, the last two via TKO. He has not fought since December 2021. He's missed weight twice in the past. He also has multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Used to fight at welterweight and middleweight, 2011 Pro MMA debut. Interreach over Johnson. He's more active, landing strikes. He also is a BGJ world champion, or I think he's a medalist. Maybe not an actual champion champion, but he's a, a world BJJ medalist. Uh, minus 150 is the number on him. All right, I go first on the main card normally. I will take Fahera in this fight. Johnson, I I, I know he's won, uh, what, two straight or two out of three. I, I still don't buy that he's uh, he's got much left in the tank. I think Fahera has has a lot more and, and is far more dangerous um, on the feet and on the ground, um, especially with a guy who's been submitted nine times. I think Fahera definitely will, will have the grappling advantage if he can get it to the ground. Uh, concerns are um, he's been out of action for quite a while. Uh, he hasn't won a fight for quite a while as well. Uh, and, and the weight thing is another piece that you may want to uh, hold off until weigh-ins on Friday and s- see how he's looking to see if he makes weight before you make a pick on uh, an official bet on him. But uh, he's, he's my official pick on the pot. Yeah, and if you, I think Fajeda's line is being dragged down by that three-fight losing streak. And yeah. you just can't, like, he's a great grappler, right? Like, we, we can all agree Diego Fajeda is, is an incredible grappler. And you look at the guys he's lost to in a row, and, and it's all some of the best grapplers in the in the division, right? Matthews Gamrot, yeah. Gregor Gillespie, Benil Daryush. Like he's fighting like the best we got in there. And the the fight with Benil Daryush went to split. You know, like everybody's talking about Daryush getting a title shot right now. It was a split decision. One of the judges had it for Diego Fajeda. And like, you know, that's worth noting because like he's losing fights to grapplers and it's not even like he's looking bad against them necessarily. Like even dude, he looked good in that, that, uh, Gregor Gillespie fight until he lost. Um, so like, I think Fajeda is unfairly being characterized as a guy who's kind of like washed. And I don't think he's washed. I think he's much better than that. And, you know, when you look at who Michael Johnson has beat recently, you know, Mark D. Casey, Alan Patrick, like, and when he fights guys, who can grapple him a little bit, he suffers. He he's, he did terrible against Clay Guida. He stuffed takedowns of Tiago Moises until Tiago Moises, like, pulled back on a leg lock and just hit it. Like, Diego Fajeda is going to be a much better grappler in this situation. So, yeah, give me Diego Fajeda here. 
Okie dokie. We both agree on that one. Uh, we pretty much agreed totally on the on the main card too, except for one fight. Uh, not the main card, excuse me, the prelims, except for one fight. All right, let me tell you about our brand new sponsor, Edge Boost. SGPN is excited to announce an exclusive early access partnership with Edge Boost, the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now, pay later programs like Affirm and Afterpay, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your account and Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can use twice as many or 2x, two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to 2,500 in advances as you build a repayment history. With this special offer, the first 500 SGPN users will start at a $1,000 advance limit and the next 2,500 users will start at 500 bucks. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. This is 21 years or older to use only valid legal gambling states. Problem gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dan, Edge Boost, Double Dan, play of the day for this podcast is? I'm, I'm going to take Diego Fajeda. Okay, perfect. I just got done telling you, Diego Fajeda. Exactly. Uh, it's being underrated. Use that money line, baby. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. Uh, welterweight. Shall we move up a weight class? Welterweights. We've got Andre Fiala versus Joaquin Buckley. We'll tell you about Fiala first. 16 and 6 with one no contest. 13 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out four times. Two and three in the UFC. He's lost two straight fights, both via knockout. 0 and 1 with one no contest in the PFL. 4 and 1 in Bellator. Two inches of height over Buckley. Uh, he's been outstruck over his UFC career by 3.05 strikes per minute. Not good at all. Plus 190. New Mansa is Buckley's nickname. He's 15 and 6 with 11 knockouts. He's been knocked out four times. Five and four in the UFC. He's lost two straight fights. Got knocked out in his last one. Three and two in Bellator. Two inches of reach over Fialo. Striking, active striking, and grappling stats are all better than Fialo's. He has outstruck his opponents by 0.34 strikes per minute in the UFC, and he's at minus 210. I'm, I'm going with Joaquin Buckley. Uh, I, I actually... When this fight got announced, I, I thought I was going to go with Fialu, uh, because because I like what I've seen from him. I always remember liking, uh, which is you know like usually a good sign. I, I always remember liking watching Fialu fight and being like, oh, he had his moments against you know. I mean, he looked really good against Baeza, but like he had his moments against Jake Matthews, and he he looked good against Muslim Salikov, and you know like he he did good against Michelle Pereira, but like then I go back and watch those fights and. Man, does he just look so freaking tired, like, very early in the fight? And he looks hittable. Um, and it's the hittableness that really worries me because he's been knocked out two times in a row. Joaquin Buckley hits really freaking hard and is, like, not a guy who stands around and gets hit. You know, like, Chris Curtis got to him because he overextended himself. But apart from that, like, he, he doesn't, he, you know, like, he, he stood toe-to-toe -to -toe with Abdul Razak al for 15 minutes and dealt with it. Um, and, and like he hits hard enough that I think he can finish just about anybody. So I, I'll take Joaquin Buckley. I think he just hangs in there, fends off, uh, Fialu and tires him out and, and probably finishes him late. Yeah. Buckley is the pick, um, very dangerous striker. And he's going up against a guy who's coming off two back to back knockouts, which is not a good thing. And a guy who's, uh, as I told you, when I was breaking down the stats guy who uh, gets badly outstruck in the UFC. So seems like a recipe for a disaster for a Fialo. So. Uh, Buckley is the pick here. Um, let's go to a catchweight fight. Emily Ducat, or is it Ducote? I've heard both. Du Ducat. Is it Ducat? Because she's American. If she was yep. from Quebec, it would be Ducote. It's Ducat. 
versus the Canadian Lupita Godinez. Lupi Godinez. You even you admitted it on your podcast saying how uh, her sister wrestles for uh, the Canadian national team. So there you go. She's Canadian. That doesn't make so. that doesn't make her Canadian, <laughs> doesn't it? I don't think so. Nope. All right, whatever. Well, we're we're taking on you how as long as she wins. Uh, let's tell you about Ducote first. Gordinha is the nickname, which is little chubby, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, because because uh, Gordo mean or Gorda or Gorda means uh, big or chubby. I think. Yes. There you go. Uh, she's 12 and seven Ducote, three knockouts, four submissions. No, sorry, Ducote. I'm saying it like a, a, a French person again, 12 and seven, three knockouts, four submissions been submitted one time. It's the only time she's been stopped in a fight. One and one in the UFC did lose her last fight after winning her debut. She went four and one in Invicta and was the champion there. She went four and four in Bellator used to fight at flyweight. She got two inches reach on Godinez. She's more active landing strikes than Godinez is in the UFC. However, she's been outstruck pretty badly, almost two strikes per minute. Uh, over her UFC career, minus 1.94 is her strike differential, and she's at plus 133. Lupi Godinez, 9-3, one knockout, one submission. Never been finishing a fight. She's taking this fight on short notice. How much notice does she have? You like a, a little a little bit over a month or right around a month, yeah, I think. Okay. All right, so it's not... Yeah, that's right. I wouldn't have wouldn't have counted it if it was more than a month, so I think it's just a little less than a month. Sounds like she was ready for this. Anyhow, uh, she's into the short notice fights. You can hear all this stuff on Top Turtle on May podcast, of course. Uh, all right, Kadena's four and three in the UFC. She won three of her last four, including her last fight. She's fought at flyweight before. This one's right in the middle of, of flyweight and strawweight. Multiple region championships on her mantle. Correct. Go get the shirt. Uh, strike differential. It's in the positive for her. A plus 0.24. Grappling stats are in her favor over Jacot as well. And she's at minus 150. This is me. I'm taking Godinez, not not just because she's uh, she's Canadian, um, but <laughs> come on, keeping that rolling. Canadian card. <laughs> she grew up in Vancouver. Yeah, it's true. I, I've been giving getting a lot of crap on the Discord um, about the Canadian thing. No, I the short notice does uh, concern me a bit because uh, long term listeners know short notice replaces don't win fights very often. Thirty seven percent is is the rate that they're winning fights at. Uh, 50% this year, though, so maybe uh, it's a new trend. But anyhow, I, I just think she's she's uh, good enough that she can overcome this. Plus, it wasn't a huge short notice for her, and she doesn't have to uh, cut, um, hopefully doesn't have to cut a massive amount of weight because we're doing a catch weight. Um, she's just she's going to push the pace and, and be a way better grappler in this fight. So I'm hoping she implements her wrestling. She kind of, when you interviewed her, she kind of said she was going to, but then she also went back to saying that she's work she's been working on her striking so that's why she hasn't been wrestling so that's a little concerning if she wrestles she wins this fight so hopefully she does i think she will even if she doesn't wrestle a lot in this fight because the thing okay. i'll say is if you go back at the people who have given emily ducat trouble here it's people like you said who can push the pace and who can wrestle a little bit right angela hill not much of a wrestler at least offensively but she's like you know, she she puts a pace on her, and that was too much for Emily Ducat. You want to go back to her losses in Bellator, which she's got a you know a slew of losses in Bellator. It's all people who either push the pace or grapple well. Um, the one in in Invicta was Kanako Murata. I love Murata, great wrestler. Um, then you got like Alima Lay McFarlane has beat her twice, uh, once by submission. You know, you got Warhorse Williams who beat her too. Like uh, all of those women 
either push a pace or wrestle or do a little bit of both. And I think Lupita Godinez follows that game plan, right? She pushes the pace, she gets in your face, and when you get comfy trying to counter off the back foot, that's when she hits you with the takedown. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Lupi. I I think Lupi should have a pretty easy time here getting the fight to the mat. Don't say that. It won't won't be easy, Dan. It'll be a battle. But but we're going to win, right? I don't know that it'll be a battle if she goes. Oh, no, really? Her, if she goes to get her down, uh, if she yeah, commits she to taking her down regularly, I don't know that it will be a battle. Yeah, no, that's true. Hopefully, she does. All right. Uh, before we move on, I'll tell you something that's not a battle. It's Shady Rays. Uh, no battles there. Shady Rays and Shady May are going to tell you about. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing fifty percent off, but you also have a chance to win five hundred bucks. Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customized with snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Less at all, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection to all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they tell us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK, United Kingdom. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polar sunglasses. Then take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. All right. Paula Costa versus Ikram Alaskarov. Do you like that matchup, Dan? Go. I do. I do. Yeah, if if, uh, if Paulo Costa is like going to complain about his contract every four seconds, uh, they're going to try to build a prospect off of him. And, dude, based on what you just saw out of Ikram Aliskarov against Phil Hawes, who, by the way, is always like nipping at the edge of the top 15, do you feel like like he shouldn't be able to beat Paulo Costa? I, I bet you he comes in as a favorite. Let me tell you that. Ikram Aliskarov is going to be a favorite by fight time. See, I was hoping I would. Uh, I was dropping a news uh breaking news on you but nope you already knew about the fight and you already have uh tell me who's going to be uh who's going to be uh the favorite so boom that one's that one's third from the top in salt lake city i'm on i'm on it yeah yeah. all right he is on it all right i am on our co-main event of the evening this is at middleweight edmund shabazian versus anthony hernandez tell you about the golden boy first shabazian 12 and 3 10 knockouts one submission he's been knocked out twice Five and three in the UFC. He's gone one and three over his last four. However, he did win his last fight via TKO. One oh in the contender series. He's got two inches of height on Hernandez. He's four years younger. He's outstruck. Yeah, sorry. He's been outstruck over his UFC career by 0.28 strikes per minute, including his contender series fight as well. Uh, he's at plus 200. Hernandez, fluffy Hernandez. 10 and two with one no contest, one knockout, seven submissions. Four and two in the UFC. Three and oh over his last three, He uh, including a submission win his last fight. He got a no contest in the contender series. That originally was a win. And then he got popped for weed on that back when that was illegal. Still uh, LF. He was the LFA champion. He's got inch reach on Shabazian striking active striking stats and grappling stats all in his favor. He's uh, he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.53 strikes per minute. He's at minus two Oh one. There's a funny number for you. All right, you go ahead. Do you, do you know who fluffy Hernandez beat on contender series? No, he, he times. beat, he beat Jordan, right? <laughs> oh, I did know that. It's true. Yeah, right, you, you're gonna you're gonna talk while I go get my power cord. So talk now to the people. Don't ask he, any more questions. Yeah. So he, he beat Jordan Wright. Uh, and this is going to be the first. Uh, the, first of all, I'm I'm gonna just say this. I'll I'll take Edmund Shabazian. Uh, I I think this fight is 
a really close one is a really like the margins are really narrow. And if they're this narrow, you always go dog instead of favorite. But also I'll say this, like I'm just not really impressed with Anthony Hernandez's record. Like if you go back, the three straight wins are not particularly good. Mark Andre Barrio, you know, perennial guy. Yeah. Perennial guy getting beat up all the time. Josh friends. Power bar. Come on. Dude, power, power bar is not good, is he? Do you think he's good? <laughs> no, go ahead. I mean, he beat Julian Marquez, but like, and Jordan Wright. Like, uh, <laughs> well, those are his wins. That, there's uh, your answer right there. And he beat Dolce Lugiambula. Um, like, there you go. I, it I continues. You, I don't know what you want from me. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Mark andre Barrio, he beat, he, he beat Josh Fremd by decision, which, you know, we just watched Josh Fremd not look good again. Actually, you know, a couple of times in there. Although he did beat, um, didn't Josh Fremd just win too? Yeah, he just beat Cedricus Dumas. Um, but, he, you know, Josh Fremd didn't look great. Uh, Rodolfo Vieta just tired out in that fight. And now we're seeing Anthony Hernandez having not fought in like eight or nine months. So it's been a really long time. On top of that, Edmund Shabazian, yeah, the three-fight losing streak is concerning. But Derek Brunson, Jack Hermanson, Nasoruddin Lavov, really tough run of opponents. Then he rebounded by looking phenomenal in his last fight. And it was all off of taking 11 months off or 12 months off, 13 months off, rather. 13 months off. Second look here. 13 months off. He changed training camps. He changed strength and conditioning coaches. He trained, changed agencies who are now seemingly looking after him better. Um, he's no longer move, working with the head movement guru. Uh, that is uh, Edmund Tavarian. Like, <laughs> head movement. He, he, yeah, he's the best in the world at coaching head movement. Um, <laughs> yep. So now he's training with Extreme Couture. He looks bigger. He looks buffer. I think his physicality is going to be a problem for Anthony Hernandez. I think he looks better on the feet than Anthony Hernandez. And I think he's got the ability to stop it from going to the ground. So, yeah, give me Shabazian here. I I think the dog money here is good for him. Someone uh, convinced me on this when I heard uh, an, an earlier podcast, Top Turtle podcast. I was I was thinking Hernandez was going to be the underdog here. I was very surprised by the line, um, which caused me to pause, uh, first of all. But, yeah, I um, I think Shabazian is is definitely, definitely worth the underdog stab here. So I'm taking him as well um yeah definitely hernandez isn't isn't worth the minus 201 play and um yeah seems younger obviously he looked way better his last fight um and just more dangerous a better and more dangerous striker so i always take that over over the grapplers who have to get the fight to the mat um to get to their strengths so give me the golden boy like i said i was very surprised by the line were you as well I was, yeah, because I thought Edmund Shabazian had, like, built up some stock in that last fight where everybody was like, yeah. oh, this is the Edmund Shabazian we thought was a prospect, right? Like, that's what I thought when I saw him again. And I was like, oh, and it's good that he got away from that coach who was clearly toxic and not good for him. Um, and then, like, the line came out and, you know, a guy on a layoff is is a big favorite over him. So, yeah, I, I was surprised he was a dog. And like you said, like, if he came in as the favorite – would I would I potentially be giving a bigger thought to Anthony Hernandez? Definitely. Um, but like since he's a two, you know, if this is if this is going to be plus two hundred on either side, I think I'd play plus two hundred on either side of this fight. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, all right. Main event. Uh, we don't have plus two hundred close, but not quite plus two hundred in this fight. It's women's strawweights. Mackenzie Dern versus Angela Hill. Overkill Hill. <clears throat> Excuse me. I will tell you about first. She's fifteen and twelve with five knockouts. She's been submitted twice. 10 and 12 in the UFC, 
over two stints. Uh, she's won two straight. Before that, she lost three straight. Used to fight at flyweight. Owen won the Ultimate Fighter. She was 4-0 and in Invicta and the champion there. She also was a pro kickboxer. She had interreach on Dern, striking and active striking stats in her favor. And she has outstruck her UFC opponents over the 12 fights by 0.71 strikes per minute. She's at plus 150. Dern, 12-3 with seven submissions. Never been finished in a fight. 7-3 in the UFC. She got lost win loss over her last three fights. Has missed weight three times in the past, but she seems to have that under control now. Used to fight at flyweight, one known Invicta. She's a BJJ world champion multiple times over. An inch of height over Hill, eight years younger than her. She's been outstruck over a UFC career by 1.37 strikes per minute, minus 170. Uh, give me Dern in this fight. Um, obviously, hope, hopefully she's been working on her wrestling because that's really uh, a glaring hole. Um, her striking's even even gotten better than her wrestling at this point. Uh, her striking... You see improvement wrestling, you haven't really seen improvement. So, uh, but I still, I, I think she's going to going to get this to the ground and uh, and be able to uh, beat Angela Hill here. The age, eight year age gap is a huge uh, difference as well. And while Hill's going to be a better striker, she's not really that dangerous of a striker. I don't think she's uh, going to put Dern in any risk leading knockout or anything like that. So, give me Mackenzie Dern. I, I think that last point that you made is maybe the most important one is that like oh. Hill can't put you in trouble. And I don't know that she's going to stay away from the trouble that Mackenzie Dern brings for 25 minutes. So like, right. even if you think Mackenzie Dern's grappling, isn't going, or, you know, like her, her takedowns aren't going to hold up. She's not going to be able to get a lot of takedowns. She's not going to be able to win rounds. She really only needs to get this down once. Right. And she should be able to subject Angela Hill. Um, yeah. So, like, I, I think Hill just has a tough time staying away from the danger for that long. Uh, I'm going to go with Dern, too. Uh, I, I think she wins this one. All right. Let's recap our picks. Don't go away, though. We got our fancy picks coming up next. <clears throat> Excuse me. We both have Dern. We both have Shabazian. We both have Godinez. We both have Buckley. We both have Ferreira. We are on the same page here. All right. Rocks, dogs, props, and parlays. Whose turn is it to go first this week? Do you remember? I think, it, I think it's you this week. All right. My lock is, let me see. I got to start hitting my locks. I've been losing on my locks. So, um, boom, boom, boom. Nope. All right. Give me, it's a for, for Hera at minus 150 over Michael Johnson. You know, he was actually my second pick. Uh, okay. I, I was going to go for too, but instead I'm going to go with Carolina Kovalkiewicz. Uh, okay. negative ne 130 on her. I, I just think, uh, the advantages, the, the, the things that Vanessa Demopoulos does best are things that she does not do better than Carolina Kovalkiewicz. There you go. Very succinct. Succinct. Do I only have one dog? Really? I don't have many dogs on this. No, you got two. Okay. You got two. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yep. Um, you could choose between them. Yes. Hooper or Shabazian. And like Gorimbo is not like not a dog, but like no, you know, yeah, he's up. he's a. All right, I'm gonna take Shabazian. I uh, plus two hundred. Let's go big. I, I like your style. Uh, I'm not gonna take Shabazian, and actually, I'm uh, I'm gonna take the only fight that we differed uh, on with each other uh, all all day, um, or all the last two days. I'm gonna take Gilbert Urbina plus one hundred two. Uh, I like his his grappling and his chances of thwarting Orion Kosuke. Ooh, thwarting. Very nice. All right. Um, I love a good thwart. Of, yes, you do. Uh, what's Fahea 
You're going to double down on Fajeda. Uh, like yeah, that, that's true. Do I want to do that? I was going to say him via submission. What's Dern via submission? Probably not that great, right? Um, Let's get on it. Hang on. I had not already had plus 175. All right, let's do it. I Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that that's that high. Yeah. I didn't even look at that number. Uh, not a massive favorite either. So I guess it kind of makes sense. But yeah, yeah. Sh- I guess decision is probably the most likely outcome. But submission is second. Very close. Yeah, this is a this is a sub heavy card. Let me tell you, you can pick subs on a lot of people on this fight card. Um, yeah, because you, you mentioned Fajeda, uh, nice number on his sub. Uh, Dern's got a nice number on her sub. Um, I'm gonna tell you about one when we go to the Hunger Man Jong Super Fan Parlay that uh, uh. is is massive. That's a sub, but all of those are not the sub I'm taking here. I'm taking Themba Garimbo by submission. All right. Uh, Thebo Garibo, like I said uh, on yesterday's show, uh, six of his 12 wins by submission. Uh, so he's won half of his fights by submission, or five of his 10, rather. It was five of his 10 fights uh, by submission. You got, uh, we got six and nine. Um, wait, what was I, where was I going with that? Um, six, uh, Takashi Sato has given up three of his last five losses or by submission. So we just got like a high probability that submission could happen here. Greenbow clearly committed to grappling plus three fifty on uh Thebra Greenbow by submission. So wow. another big prop here that I'm taking a swing at. I, I like Thebra Greenbow by sub. All right. Locks, Carolina Kowakovitz and Cesar Fajaya. Dogs, Gilbert Urbina, Edmund Shabazian and prop picks. Themba Greenbow via sub and Mackenzie Dern via sub as well. All right. Hunger Man Jong, Super Fan Parlay. Two fights that are going to pay big time when they hit. Go ahead. Let me kick it off with a, a prop. And, and this one, I don't know if I'm squeezing it into the Hungry Man Jong just because I wanted to mention it and it wasn't good enough to be my prop of the week. How about Rodrigo Nascimento by submission? Um, granted, Ilya Latifi has not been submitted, but he's also not fought at heavyweight very long and not at heavyweight against anybody who was going to dominate him. Granted, Alexi Olenek could certainly have subbed him, uh, but he played this weird game where he like boxed with him and pulled guard the whole time. Um, so I'll take Nascimento just tiring him out and getting a submission late. The submission prop for Nascimento, who has a ton of submissions on his record, right? Six submissions in his career, only nine wins, plus 525. Um, so if you pair that with, I'm just going to take the Edmund Shabazian money line, that's plus seventeen seventy five. Wow, seventeen seventy five. So, not some mental sub Shabazi money line. That is a big payout, Dan. That's gonna be nice when we hit that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's right. about well, time we hit hmm. one too. So it is. We'll be back on Sunday to discuss how how we hit that pick and hit all our other picks as well. Uh, in the meantime, get in the Discord and chat with us, uh, especially when the fights are on. We're at uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. Twitter's SGPN MMA is the official account Gumby runs for us. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox writer. He's got a top turtle MMA podcast that he interviews Lupi Godinez and Orion Koske on this week. Make sure you listen to that. Make sure you get all my MMA writing in your inbox pretty much every day and enter my pick and contest over at moneymma.substack.com and all things sports gummy podcast are housed at sports Gumby, take it away. Uh, I'm Data Gooby Freeland. He's Loopy Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Sunday.